Welcome everybody to your daily dose of video game news at Pixels and Pints for Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Let's get some of the quicker news items out of the way before moving on to today's top stories. Capcom announces final extended look at Street Fighter VI. Hip-hop artist Lil Wayne is set to host a Street Fighter VI showcase alongside the game developers. The show promises to reveal the latest news on features like World Tour, Battle Hub, and Fighting Ground, with a big announcement planned for the end. The runtime is set to be over 30 minutes, with the pre-show starting at 2.30pm Pacific Time, and the main show beginning sometime at 3pm Pacific Time. Street Fighter VI is set to be released on June 2nd, 2023 for PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X and S, and on Windows PC. In other news, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed again. Rocksteady has delayed the release of its upcoming game Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to February 2nd, 2024. The developer announced the delay on Twitter today, citing the need to ensure the game is of the best quality for players. This marks the second delay for the game, which was originally set for a 2022 release before being pushed back to May 2023 and then to the new February 2024 date. The delay follows controversy over the game's live service format revealed during a February 2023 PlayStation State of Play. Kill the Justice League will feature a battle pass and require an internet connection even in solo play. Next, Koji Kondo's Super Mario Bros. ground theme enters Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. For the first time ever, a video game soundtrack joins the recording registry, with Koji Kondo's iconic work for the 1985 Super Mario Bros. game receiving recognition. The Japanese composer, now 61, remains relatively unknown despite his music's international fame, and his contributions can still be heard in the new Super Mario Bros. movie. Kondo started his career after responding to a Nintendo recruitment ad while studying piano and sound design in Osaka. His innovative approach to composing the 1985 game's main theme in various jingles helped to create a lasting legacy as he made the most of the limited data available for music and sound effects at the time. With his Mario music featured in films and performed by orchestras, Kondo continues to work for Nintendo, having designed soundscapes for numerous other games. He expressed his gratitude for the honor of having his work preserved alongside other classic compositions. Now on to today's top stories. Nintendo unveils Final Tears of the Kingdom trailer. This morning, Nintendo revealed the final Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer, showing off even more of the expanded traversal challenges, wildly creative crafting system, and plenty of lore tidbits to keep fans busy until the game's launch on May 12th. The environments were looking incredible, the combat thrilling, and the puzzles intriguing. The new trailer from the event showed off more action from the Sky Islands, the pieces of land seen floating in the sky in previous trailers. The sights were something to behold with seemingly impressive draw distances for the aging Nintendo Switch hardware. The game features sky-high feats of acrobatics and intriguing environmental puzzles. Additionally, the game has some serious encounters you'll need to battle through, including combat on horseback, mech fights, and duels across minecarts. For fans of Hyrule lore, the cryptic environments, menacing bosses, and Zelda's message to Link in the final trailer were a solid invitation to dive into the story. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom finally arrives on Nintendo Switch next month, May 12th, for $70. The price is higher than usual for Nintendo games, but it seems like this is going to be worth it for the long-awaited release. Next, the internet reacts to Redfall's announcement. Paul Tassi, a senior contributor to Forbes, writes that, Arcane has faced significant backlash when announcing that Redfall, their upcoming co-op loot shooter, would launch only in quality mode, with 30 frames per second on Xbox Series S and Series X. A 60fps performance mode will be released later, which angered fans who argue the game should be delayed until the higher frame rate option is available. This reaction is exacerbated by the fact 
that Redfall's previews and marketing have shown 60 frames per second gameplay, creating a misleading impression of the game's performance at launch. With only three weeks until Redfall's release, it seems unlikely that Microsoft will delay the game even though the release date is sandwiched between Jedi Survivor on April 28th and Zelda's Tears of the Kingdom which releases on May 12th. It's believed that Microsoft has already made the calculation prioritizing quality mode, which is typically the default setting and less of a concern for most casual gamers. Arcane is experiencing heightened scrutiny as Redfall is one of the first major releases under Microsoft's new studio ownership. Despite the FPS controversy, fans hope that the game will be successful upon its release. Jez Gordon of Windows Central highlights why the backlash is not entirely aimed at Redfall. He writes that, The negativity around the game has been amplified by the baggage of Xbox platform's controversial history, particularly during the Xbox One generation. The marketing of games from recently acquired studios like Arcane and Obsidian has become more complex, with managing expectations being a challenge. IGN's exclusive preview of Redfall has also received a significant number of dislikes, largely due to the player's performance. The game's launch at 30 FPS on the Xbox Series X has also disappointed some fans who expected more from their $500 console. Microsoft's rapid expansion of its teams and friction in marketing communication with ZeniMax is likely to smooth over time, but the pressure on ZeniMax to prop up the entire Xbox platform is not fair. While Xbox has delivered high-quality games like Flight Simulator, Age of the Empires 4, and Sea of Thieves, they often come with caveats and do not have the epic stories that Xbox fans are looking for. The expectation now falls on developers like Obsidian, Bethesda, and Arcane to bolster Xbox's offerings, which has been middling at best over the past decade. However, given how badly Microsoft has burned fans in the past, getting excited about these games and the platform itself is becoming harder for some. Up next, Ubisoft Plus is now a part of Game Pass. Sort of. Ubisoft Plus, Ubisoft's game subscription service, has launched on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. The service provides players with access to a vast library of Ubisoft games, including new releases on the day they launch. However, the Xbox version of the subscription service comes with a catch. Subscribers will have access to fewer games than the PC version. A spokesperson for Ubisoft revealed that Xbox users will have access to more than 60 games, whereas PC users will have access to over 100 games. Despite this limitation, the subscription may be appealing to fans of Ubisoft games. To access Ubisoft Plus on Xbox, gamers will need to pay for the multi-access plan, which costs $18 per month and provides access to Xbox PC and Amazon's Luna Cloud gaming service. Ubisoft Plus has been in development for some time, with the company first announcing its arrival on Microsoft's consoles in January of 2022. With the launch imminent, Xbox gamers will now have another subscription service to consider alongside Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass, which provides access to a wide range of games from Microsoft and other developers. Additionally, EA Play, which enables users to play games from Electronics Arts, is available as a standalone subscription or bundled with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass subscriptions. And our last story today, Nintendo is accused of pressuring GameStop to fire an employee. A GameStop employee claims he was fired following pressure by Nintendo after speculating about the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Special Edition Nintendo Switch console. The Special Edition Switch was only confirmed by Nintendo during its direct broadcast last month, but leaks online had already suggested its design. The employee noticed a hardware-to-be-determined Switch entry on a store's system hours before the broadcast, took a photo of the screen, and uploaded it to Reddit. The post was traced back to the employee using his account name and publicly identifiable details. The employee was suspended and then fired within two weeks. 
He claims he made the post to let fans know to be ready to place pre-orders in case the stock was hard to find, and that he was not aware he was breaking any official employee policy. However, Nintendo reportedly insisted the employee was to be fired for the post. The employee now says he will likely have to give up his Zelda Switch pre-order because of his lack of a job. This is not the first time Nintendo has been accused of going after leakers. Nintendo is attempting to force Discord to identify the leaker behind a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom art book, and the Pokemon company previously brought a similar case over a leaked strategy guide, and the individuals responsible were each fined $150,000. And that's going to wrap up the gaming news for today. Don't forget to help us climb up the podcast charts by rating our podcast five stars or whatever your platform of choice uses. Make sure to leave a comment if you can. Doesn't matter what you say. Say you look forward to seeing whose name I'll butcher next. If you like content of the visual variety, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at Pixels and Pints. I'll be back tomorrow for your next dose of daily game news on Pixels and Pints.